This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. What's going on, Washington Football Nation? It's your boy, Rio, and we are back with another episode of the Rambling About Washington podcast. As you can see with the colors and the tone of this pod, we lost yesterday. Today is Monday, September 27th, and our Washington football team laid an egg in Buffalo yesterday. I mean, I never expected a victory versus Buffalo, but... To say that we would go up there and lose 43-21 to and that score doesn't fully justify how terrible we looked yesterday is an understatement. But yeah, we lost by 22 points in a game where they probably should have scored 60. And the 14 points we put up in the first half came in a kind of fluky, wild, slippery slope of events where we got the luckiest long onside kick that I've ever seen. But... We're going to get to all of that. But the main theme of today's show, the slump busters are back. Far too long here. We've been the medicine, the antidote, and the elixir for a struggling opposing team. If you need a fixer-upper, if you need a team to come absolve you of all the issues you've been having, come on down to Washington because... My entire life as a fan here, we've been slump busters. Whenever there's that stipulation that lies, this team has not been able to do this since. This quarterback has not been able to do this since. We've always fixed that issue for whatever team we were going to play. Josh Allen, 75-79 quarterback rating. He comes in and gives us a 130. He almost passed his first two weeks combined in quarterback rating yesterday. Put 370 on us, five touchdowns. But that is expected of an MVP candidate player. That's the type of quarterback we've never seen here. Don't get me wrong. Taylor Heineke did not have a bad game yesterday. You know what? No, Taylor Heineke did have a bad game yesterday. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy today. You know, he showed fight. He showed that gritty gamer mentality that we've always seen. But now we're going to call it, we're going to keep it a buck. He played like shit yesterday, but he was not even close to the reason we lost the game yesterday. But he put way too many balls up for grabs. He threw two picks. He honestly should have had five because there were a lot of interceptable passes yesterday. But I'm not going to do Heineke like that because he's not even near the top of the list of why we lost yesterday. Going into this game. Coach Rivera called this a measuring stick game. And boy, was it. Boy, we do not belong on the same field as a true, legitimate Super Bowl contender. And it showed. It showed tremendously from the second the game kicked off. We don't belong on the field with this team. I drank the Kool-Aid going into the offseason. So I'm going to take accountability for it. And that's going to be the word that describes this whole recap pod of yesterday's game. Accountability. I hold myself accountable. I drank the Kool-Aid and told you on this show, 
all offseason, this team has taken a step and turned a corner and that this defense was going to be phenomenal and that they were going to prove that they are the true elite defense that we are on paper. So I'm going to hold myself accountable for that. So if I'm able to hold myself accountable as a fan who has no fucking influence or impact on the result of a game, then don't call me a hater or a detractor when I call out the coaches or players on this team for not performing. Chase Young, you are the face of this franchise. You are tagged a generational talent. And generational talent, whether they're having a good or bad game, they will leave their mark on the game. And you will see them at least once a game. You are not being, you are not playing to your potential right now, sir. I don't care about the numbers. You can sit here and say, oh, he has zero sacks through three games. While that is a head scratcher, it's more so the body language and what the eye test tells you. Don't say, oh, he's being chipped and blocked every play. This man is not beating one-on-one protection right now. He's still going in with no pass rush plan, and he's still trying to replicate what he did at DeMatha in Ohio State, which is I'm going to out-athlete every tackle in front of me, and that is not going to cut it or work in this league. You need to add something to your arsenal because there is no reason why Chase Young looks like Ryan Kerrigan and only falls into sacks rather than goes and gets them. Him and Montez Sweat both need to be held accountable. Even more so, our coordinator, Joe Greg Manusky Del Rio. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this defense right now, but they're a bottom two unit in the league right now. Just call a spade a spade. We are not hating. Do I think Chase Young is a bust? No. Do I think Jack Del Rio should be fired? Hell no. Jack Del Rio is a defensive mastermind, but right now the smartest guy in the room shit is not working. It's not working at all. I don't understand what the fuck this defense is doing right now. Like, I feel like a good college offense would give us at least 28 right now. I don't know what to say. The secondary is bad. The linebackers are terrible. Don't don't point to the stat sheet and say, oh, Holcomb had 14 tackle. He had a good – no, he can't cover. John Bostic is the scum of the earth for the linebacker position. And Jamin Davis needs to be on the field more. I don't care if he's out there fucking up. You cannot get worse than John Bostic at the Mike Backer position on our defense. I don't want to do that Dwayne Haskins shit where we have to congratulate every base level play Jamin Davis makes because he's not playing up to his draft position as the 19th pick in the NFL draft. You know, that same draft position where we bypass trading up a few spots for the Mac Jones or Justin Fields of the world, you know? I need to see Jamin on the field often. And the most accountability on this defense, it just has to stand on the defensive front. We've been told every day, throughout the entire offseason. Washington has the most formidable front in the league. Washington has the most sound front in the league. How is anyone going to pass the ball on Washington? 
let me tell you something. Everybody can pass the ball on Washington. Shit, Bishop Sycamore might pull up to FedEx Field and put 30 on Washington. I do not understand what is going on with the defense. Like, I, I could honestly go this entire recap pod without mentioning the offense because there is so much wrong with our defense right now that I don't know what to tell you. And we must hold this team accountable. Don't tell me because I am a fan ambassador that I cannot I cannot be honest. I cannot be forthright and I cannot hold this team accountable. Yesterday, that shit was despicable. For the third week in a row, the opposing team's offense waltzed, moonwalked the ball right down the fucking field on us with no resistance at all. Easy. Justin Herbert and Josh Allen are top-notch quarterbacks. We make Daniel Jones look like a top-notch quarterback every time we play him. What's going on with the defense, Jack? I'm not sure what's going on, but there needs to be adjustments because we're approaching week four and we already feel like we're in code red mode because we still have the likes of Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Dakota Prescott twice. So it's it's just it's just an uphill battle from here. But let's let's get specifically into what was going on yesterday. Josh Allen, have a day, goddammit. We got Emmanuel Sanders, who's been washed-ish for the last couple years. We got him looking like he's back in Denver with Peyton going to Super Bowls and shit. We got the anti-vax captain, Cole Beasley, going for 11 for 100 yards on our head tops. What are we doing, man? Kendall Fuller, sir, you are a bottom three cornerback in the NFL right now. You're getting paid $10 million a year to do so. I don't know what's going on with you, bro. I don't know if something's going on in your life off the field, but your problem right now, you're a true liability to this defense right now. And I hate to, I hate revisionist history. I hate to be that guy. Oh, Jimmy Moreland shouldn't be cut right now. Those type of things have to come into play and come into question, and I'll eat my crow on it. I said, we won't, we we will never sweat about cutting Jimmy Moreland. I may be incorrect, but right now, in the light, it's looking like cutting Jimmy Moreland was a mistake. That defense, man, our defensive woes have, have worsened by the week. They have regressed a tad more each week, and... I'm suddenly afraid of what's to come. I predicted I went from 9 to 11 to 10 wins for this team right now. This team, at this current juncture, three weeks into the season, this is not a good football team. This is not a playoff football team. But honestly, three weeks do not tell you whether a team's a playoff team or not. But you can read the tea leaves and you can see through the context if you pay attention to how we're playing right now. Let's move over to the offensive side for a minute. If it was not for an otherworldly screen pass touchdown from Antonio Gibson and Taylor Heineke just running for his life and making plays on the run, like it was very possible that we would score zero points yesterday. We couldn't sustain drives. 
We can't catch the ball. Deami Brown looks like preseason Jamar Chase, you know, where he said he can't catch the ball because he couldn't see the laces. Deami Brown is not seeing the fucking laces right now. I don't know if it's that he's looking at the field and looking at the yards after catch before securing a reception, but his route running needs work, and the dude can't catch the ball right now. Terry... Looks like Terry, you know, we just got to feed him, but we can't sustain drives. And Scott, you know, I'm an advocate of you, Scott Turner. You can't be so fucking predictable, bro. Like I can, like I can predict when we're going to run duo or run a dive every possession. But overall, I'll say Taylor Heineke's performance. I'm going to give him a D plus. He still showed us the moxie, the gamerness, but he has a very low-level NFL arm, and it shows. When he he stood strong, he stood poised in the pocket, but when you throw these ducks all day long versus a good defense and some tape on you, that's just not going to keep flying. And ultimately... I still like Taylor Heineke. We know the vibes. We know what time it is when the offseason comes next year. A quarterback has to be attained, acquired somehow, some way. And the way we look through three games this season, it's not out of the realm, the realm of possibility that we organically acquire one. And we're picking high in the draft thing. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to write us off. I'm not going to sit here and give up on the season after three weeks. But I can just confidently say at this current juncture that this football team is not any good right now. And if you think these Falcons or Saints games coming up are a gimme, you are out of your fucking mind. And something needs to happen on defense. The turnover battle we're losing it because we cannot cause turnover. I'm looking around league-wide. I'm watching Red Zone. I'm watching all these other games. Everyone's forcing fumbles. Everyone's jumping in front of passes. Literally everyone. I'm watching the fucking Jaguars force turnover. Why can't we force turnovers? We have four first-round picks on a defensive lineman. We just paid $14 million for a cornerback. We just spent a third-round pick on a cornerback. We're paying a safety who is no good, $84 million. Why can we not force a turnover? And why do we have the most inopportune fumbles of any team I've ever seen? That Logan Thomas fumble, like I knew after the Logan Thomas fumble, the game was over because we finally had some momentum and we had the ball rolling. And then boom, all of it, thrown out the fucking window. Do I have a game ball to give to a player for yesterday? You know what? I'll give it to Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins, you get the only game ball. Did you make, like, that that duck kick pooch, whatever you want to call it, the longest onside kick in the history of the league, that was the play of the game for me. Oh, well, Antonio Gibson's touchdown. I guess he gets a game ball, but, I mean, didn't do much else. It was that screen pass, and that was it. We couldn't get the run game going. Offense was bleh. Defense was scum of the earth bad. And 
Josh Allen was the greatest quarterback in NFL history yesterday because that's what we made him look like. We, 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 there's a trend going. We may make every quarterback look like the league's MVP. We got Matt Ryan and the Falcons coming up in Atlanta this week. We're already in cold red territory. How many losses are we going to stack? The, the only thing that's going to humble the situation or the only thing that's going to give us a light to shine at the end of the day is I'm not sure if anyone's going to run away with this division. But I think it would be irresponsible to back into another division title this year because that's it's clear that's what happened last year. There were good signs. But it brings up the question, like, was it even a good was it even good for us that we won the division last year? I don't know. Maybe this is just woe is me territory following such a depressing and miserable fucking loss. But that's why I like to give my recap pod a day after the game so I could take a look at more, take a look at what the coaches are saying and give my time, give my mind time to process and not come in raw because I might have came in and said a lot of crazy shit if I potted immediately after the game but that's all I got for you this week I didn't give y'all a preview pod last week mentally and physically wellness was not intact last week but I'm back this week I'm recovered and I'm ready to go and I got some good guests coming up this week and that that's all for now so I'm going to keep hailing to the nameless football team. I'm going to keep wearing my gear, even though I got fried the second I stepped out of the house to take my son to school this morning by my Bills fan neighbor. But, hey, until next time, hail to the nameless football team. I hope better days soon cometh. Deuces. Hopefully we got some color next week.